This podcast was produced in association with FunEmploymentRadio.com. Hello again, nerds, geeks, and gamers, and welcome once more to the Well-Adjusted Gamer Podcast. It is October 16th, 2017, and this week I managed to drag little Greg Nibbler back onto the show to talk about a bunch of stuff, like the Portland Podcast Festival coming up on December 2nd, eh, eh, some of his acting experiences over the years, working corn mazes, I spend a fair bit of time talking at Greg about Project Cars, sorry buddy, and we also talk about Greg's retro adventures catching up on PS3 titles that he happened to miss out on. The big news this week in gaming is the release of Gran Turismo Sport and the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Gran Turismo Sport officially releases tomorrow, and according to Gamefly, my copy is already in the mail. Having already played the beta and the extremely time-limited demo, I know that the racing is very good and improved over GT6, but the audio is still the worst in the business. The other high point will surely be the single-player component. That's one department Gran Turismo has always stood head and shoulders above the competition in. In Project Cars, the main draw is purely completion and personal achievement with a strong lean towards online competition, where Gran Turismo has oodles of unlockable cars and content with special achievements for now like daily mileage, clean racing, credits earned, and more, plus the spectacular replays, photo modes, and challenge missions, oh, and online racing too. I had sworn I was going to avoid this iteration of the series, but even with my doubts, it's still a comfy blanket that I can't resist rolling up into. This weekend is going to be huge, with the Portland Retro Gaming Expo taking over the Oregon Convention Center with hundreds of free-to-play classic games, both in arcade and home console form, with tons of vendors, special guest panels, and tournaments galore! The show has been running since around 2006, I believe, and... Like Rose City Comic Con and Portland in general, it continues to grow exponentially year to year. I'll be there as much as I can stand this weekend and hope to see you there too. Thank you again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes, as well as following the show on Facebook and Twitter using at WagPodcast. Also, send your questions or suggestions to WagPodcastPDX at gmail.com. I've seen some kicking ass in my time, and that is the shittest, crappiest, crappiest, shittest kick ass I've ever seen. Yeah. This is the Well Adjusted Gamer Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jason Chevron Chops, and today on the show, a superstar returning guest, the leading man behind Portland's best podcast two years in a row, FunEmploymentRadio.com, Mr. Greg Nibbler. Hello. Oh. <laughs> it's always weird getting introduced. So modest. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show again, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's a wonderful day. We're finally out of summer. I, I don't know where you're at on it. Because I know you appreciate summer, but yeah. I, I think you appreciate it to the extent that you're glad it's just a few weeks or a month or two. Like, yeah, I mean, I can handle. I can. I mean, I grew up in the Northwest, so I'm the rain. Like, I, that's normal. Mm-hmm. So summer, I enjoy it while it's here. Yeah, I enjoy it while it's here. I'm not going to say I, I don't mind the rain though. Right? I mean, it, it's it's okay. It I is. It's that. it's relieving after God. How long do we have? Like 50, 60 days without any rain or something, something this like summer? that? Yeah, brutal yeah. for for. Get, the, the unfortunate thing for me, though, is when it's fall, then I get allergies, yeah. which is just driving me crazy right Again, now. Again, allergies, though, too, Again, right? Because you get, yeah, you get, get spring them in the allergies. spring, and then I give it in the fall. <laughs> you get the double dose. Yep. Oh, you poor bastard. Sickly child. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's a weird thing. It's You said you grew up in the country, mm-hmm. and I feel like people that grow up in the country and around all that stuff end up with more allergies somehow. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I think it's just there's so much pollen and dust and, you know, I grew up on a gravel road and right. there's just all that stuff in the air. Cause it's, it's, I know it can be like the worst nightmare for people who 
who have allergies and live somewhere else to come to the Northwest because there's yeah. so many different pollens. True, yeah. And uh, I know this isn't Pollen Talk Radio, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it I'm is just trying now. to explain my voice. It's a long way of explaining my voice today. <laughs> yeah. A little bit hoarse. This is the Well-Adjusted Allergist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like with – I don't know. It's, it is. It's, it's like a, an oxymoron type of thing. Mm-hmm. They grew up in the country uh-huh. surrounded in like just – well, maybe that's it. That your body puts up like a crazy defensive barrier when you live there because it's ever present. Yeah. And once you get out of it, it's like, oh, I can finally relax. This shit's gone. And then all of a sudden, those random pops of it are what set you off because your your immunity basically is dipped down or relaxed. I wonder if, if that's why. If you can solve it, uh, that would be awesome. Man, but I wish. I just know it lasts for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. That's because, yeah, there's people that have like entire season – seasonal allergies i'm not that guy (laughs) thankfully i am not that guy if you're that guy or girl or whatever that's that sucks yes our uh, our prayers are with you yes (laughs) (laughs) man so being it's the the spooky time of year any halloween plans what what do we got going on you know usually i have my like my halloween costume planned out Mm -hmm. i'm I'm pretty meticulous about it this year as of right now i don't know what i'm gonna do I mean, the last years I was Weird Al, uh-huh. John Snow. Yep, that costume worked really well. People right, like that one. That's a um, that's a that's a high mileage costume. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> a pretty good costume. That one. And then uh, before that, I think it was Macho Man Randy Savage for a group uh, wrestling thing. So it's been like knocking out of the park costumes. I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, we'll, to match that. There was Glop. There was Glop, and that's still <laughs> something that's. Perhaps in the works. Yeah, the the gorgeous ladies of, of Portland <laughs> on a Fun Employment Radio. Since we watched Glow, which on Netflix, if you haven't watched Glow, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I came up with an idea that we should have the gorgeous ladies of Portland <laughs> and have all of my friends dress up as wrestlers. I love it. And then I would be like the ringmaster. The problem is I don't really know what my role would be in there. But nonetheless, came up with a whole bunch of characters and. Uh, they, I believe some people might be doing that. Yes. So that's awesome. There could be some glop going on. It, you can't waste it. You can't let that one slip the gorgeous by. gorgeous ladies of Portland. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the one that, I don't know, it still feels harsh to say it out loud, but when you were talking about, like, Sarah's character. Mm-hmm. She Betty was good, Blush. Betty Blush. <laughs> the, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, the announcer voice saying, like, the bitch from Bremerton, <laughs> Betty Blush. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't think Sarah would handle that's that. That's the too thing. Well. It's like it sounds so harsh. Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a sharp one. But Look, I love the the way it Cause, rolls. Because Betty Blush is going to be a heel. She'll be a villain mm-hmm. along teamed up with our friend who's a hairdresser. Uh, Lisa, she's going to be Bobby Pins. Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby Pins and Bebe, Betty Blush, they're called the Makeovers, oh, and they're it. a whole tag team See? that comes. Out. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, and then God, I don't know. We we get you in like a pompadour and you're like the manager of the salon or something and that's how you're like the uh, yeah the, I could the do pitch a, the man manager the manager role. yeah like yeah because oh. yeah I immediately just think of someone like Paul Bearer like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Gosh, that's a good manager it's right it's there. so awesome it writes itself it's one of those great things <laughs> oh such a gold mine but um yeah like I don't know costume wise I'm obviously gonna dress up for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because nobody can tell, like right? It's, yeah, it's the absolutely. easiest costume. Oh, you guys, you guys, you, <laughs> you gotta see this. It. You would not believe the oh, work that went into this. The hours. Number of sequins that are on here. It's just incredible. <laughs> hours in the makeup chair. I mean, I did a full prosthetic mask. If only you guys could see it. Like, <laughs> but um, the fact that I went crotchless—that was a right? big move. I mean, <laughs> big move. If only you could see. It. So brave, so bold. <laughs> oh, we're we're an award for this one. Holy crap! But um, Portland is huge for haunted houses i've seen Mm -hmm. so last year i actually ended up working at um one of the corn mazes out on salvi island nice i did like i was one of the the creepers the spookers whatever running around and it was i don't know like not life-changing but definitely a life experience because it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but it was also being knee-deep in manure and oh yeah manure water yeah. For multiple hours every Saturday for the, the month of October. The dirty behind the scenes life. Of, oh, uh, God. Of a corn maze worker. Yes. That <laughs> was a whole new level of disgusting and weird. And I mean, there's a pair of shoes that I, I think I saved them. They're now for just yard work exclusively, but 
it was weeks of hosing them, soaking them, yeah. brushing them, trying to get the smell in the, the I'd probably oh. just get rid of them. Right. They yeah. should have just gone in the trash can. But hey, like I said, good yard work shoes now. Because <laughs> hey, yep. step in dog crap, no problem. Yep. Like just, don't even wipe it off anymore. It's perfect. <laughs> just don't walk back in the house with it. But it was the getting both of our vehicles stuck out there. I got my yeah. car stuck up to the frame in mud because their oh, parking wow. lot was like made out of a field. So as soon as cars drove on it, everybody sunk. Dang. So they had a crew with like a tractor and eight people to push cars and pull cars out. Oh, it wow. was an, it was amazing, amazing and a complete borderline disaster in that regard. But after that first <laughs> night, I drove our Tahoe. You get out. like hazard pay for that? I or swear, that, should have volunteering been. or yeah, no, it was it was paid. It was paid, yeah. okay, yeah. And I mean, it was like I can't remember what it was per hour, but I mean, I made like a few hundred dollars oh, from nice. doing like three for, or four Saturdays. For scaring a bunch of kids yeah, and standing for, in the Yeah, just going out and yeah. screaming at people. It was great. Hey. But took the, the Tahoe out there with four-wheel drive and big knobby tires and still had trouble getting in and out of the place. Damn. So it was pretty brutal. But definitely, like I said, a, a good life experience. But yeah. like, sorry, not sorry that they didn't email me. Uh-huh. To like come back out, so I don't know if that was like a sign that I was eh, disposable, whatever, or <laughs> if they just get that many people volunteering, yeah, that they don't even have to worry about like going back out to everybody. Because there's been other things I volunteered for that do follow up the following year mm-hmm. and say like, hey, do you want to come back out and yeah, so, join us? Yeah, but um, now one of my buddies is talking about going to a full contact haunted house. Full contact. Yes, and it's actually like work? in my town and. It's wait. It's, so you can punch the person that scares you. I mean, what? it's. I don't think it's to that level, but it's to where <laughs> they can grab you and pull you and push you around no, and uh-uh. like yeah, touch you with things. I cannot and, handle. It. I mean, mm. my problem is I'm real. I, I'm a little squirrely. Yeah. So if somebody scares me, and it's okay, and I love haunted houses, uh-huh. usually I've got it under control because I know what's going on, and I'll right. just laugh because I know they're not going to touch me. You know the limits of it. Somebody comes behind me, though, and, and touches my shoulder. My instant instinct is just going to flail my arm back. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit them whether I mean to or not. Right. I, I'm not intentionally trying to break your job, no, but I might. <laughs> no, but I just, I will, spa- I'm, I'm a spaz, so. <laughs> you might catch an elbow, and, and they are pointy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so I full contact. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm not looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll actually commit to doing it because it's the weekend of the the gaming expo. So yeah. I I'm gonna be busy and I I mean I might lean on that as an excuse to, right. <laughs> to not to go. Not but do it. It's literally like half a mile from my house, so it's like really hard to justify, but you'd oh, have to really we'll spell out what the rules are though. Yes. And I'm sure like, they do. That yeah. there, there are. Like I said, there's, there's got to be limits. It's not you're going to get like punched in the face or something. <laughs> Somebody's going to club, club you with a two by four. Yeah. Let's say it's part of the show. <laughs> but oh, it's, it's definitely. But there's dozens. There's so many like corn mazes because there's an agricultural mm-hmm. community all around Portland and yeah. the area. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this one is like in downtown. It's in a warehouse in a parking lot type of thing. Yeah. So I've, I've seen them set up out there before. Because they, they leave this stuff sitting out most of the year, the vehicles that they use. They've uh-huh. got, like, a big blown-out school bus and, like, a couple dead cars, that type of thing. Right. So it's almost like what they do down at, like, Universal when they okay. have their, like, Halloween horror fests, you know, where they have the zombies running around and stuff. So I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into it, but I, I just don't know. Fright Town is pretty fun. Yeah. Fright Town's a pretty good that's one. A, that's a big one, isn't it? It's big. They have three. It's usually, or at least it used to be in the basement of the Memorial Coliseum, which is scary in its own right. Yeah. Um, and then they would set up three different haunted houses. Oh my god! So it's three giant ones. Yeah. that you can go through with different themes. Different probably. themes. Everyone's a different mm-hmm. theme. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And they have like hundreds of actors that are down right. there, all dressed up in full makeup. And, yeah, I've seen the, like the casting calls they've been uh-huh. doing for the last few weeks. And again, like doing it was fun, but my god, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like it wouldn't work with my real job, like day job schedule, because that's overnight. So, but I don't know. I will definitely consider doing it again, but maybe if I had more control over what I was doing too, yeah. because that was a weird thing. It's like you get there and you don't know what you're going to do. And they just kind of like put people where they need them. <laughs> so one night I was in one area just screaming at people and another night it was somewhere else walking around screaming at people. The last night that I did it, I had to be like an announcer at the, oh, the entry. And that was brutal because you're like screaming the, all night. Like you bring in a group of people and you yell at them about what they can and can't do in the maze. Do you get like a megaphone or anything, or no. you just have to yell? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's gonna. And be you're brutal. yelling at like thirty people, and yeah, that that killed me. 
Like the screaming was hard enough, but that was the worst. Yeah. So, ugh, looking <laughs> like with trepidation, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, another big thing coming up this year that was recently announced and because of when this podcast will post, I, it will be in the past, this announcement, but the Well-Adjusted Gamer podcast is going to be part of the, what do we call it? The first, first annual, first annual ever podcast festival in Portland yep. brought to you by Greg Nibbler, Sarah X. Dillon, and Jason Lamb. Jason Lamb. Yeah. Oh my God. So... Portland Podcast Festival, and I have to be careful about what I say because we're just rolling out announcements mm-hmm. as it happens, and we just made the announcement a couple of weeks ago, something we've been working on for months. Um, first ever, nobody's ever done, as far as we can tell, ever a Portland Podcast Which, Festival. Oh. So this is the first annual one, is the first of, we're hoping, many. Hell yes. And so we're, we're just kind of you know knocking down the gate this year. Uh, it's going to be taking place December 2nd at the Hawthorne Theater. And we've got a number of podcasts. I'm not even going to say how many because we're rolling it out. There's obviously a limit to how many we could do. Right. You know, because there's a lot of great podcasts in town. So this is this is a sampling of, uh, of a bunch of the really good ones here. But mm-hmm. since Sarah and I have been doing podcasts, I mean, we've had Fun Employment Radio going five days a week since 2009. Right. You know, before that, we were in commercial radio and we did podcasting in that to mm-hmm. podcast your shows. So yep. it's been all this time. But in 2009, there weren't that many of us around that podcasted. Nope. Peak in the City's been going longer than we have. Yeah. They've been around for a long time. Right. Um, but we, as, as we've seen this over the years, you've seen some come and go. There were mm-hmm. some really popular ones back then that have gone. Other ones have come up. And we're like, somebody needs to, you know, do something with this. Yeah. And I mean, we have so much talent in this city. And, you know, we started the Fun Employment Radio Network years ago just because of that idea. And now there's so many podcasts in this town. There's other networks and things going yeah, on, too. Yeah, right. And, uh, and we thought, let's, let's put on a festival. And Jason uh, came to us. Actually, it was Jason's idea to start off with. Yeah. And Jason's fantastic. He's involved in a million different things here mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah, it's too many to even list. <laughs> uh, so, so Jason was like, you know, why don't we talk about this? And we agreed it was a great idea. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, we started it, so yeah. we're kicking it off December second. Oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day. It's yes, exciting. It is. Um, it's getting. Uh, so I think it's got some legs. So oh, absolutely. We're, we're hoping you know it'll go uh, go where we want it to go, and and yeah, we're really excited. And yes, the well-adjusted gamer. Oh my god, on there. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, one of the so things I'll, I will say about the shows on it, um, we wanted a a wide range. Yes. Yeah. So there's going to be some different types of podcasts mm-hmm. and different things. And everybody can go down and check them all out. You know, you get to, you get a sampling of a bunch of these different podcasts. You like them, start listening to them regularly. Meet your favorite podcasters. Yep. All of that. Exactly. And I mean, it's been it's a proven format already because there's a ton of different festivals already that support mm-hmm. it. There's dedicated podcast festivals, but also all of like the big comedy festivals that are going on have mm-hmm. a podcast element as well. Yeah. Because most every comedian now has their own podcast right. because yeah. they realize the the value of that kind of extended audience and the advertising promotional mm-hmm. aspect of it so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's huge and it's going to be this is this is planting the seed that's going to turn into like a nuclear bomb in the ground that this <laughs> this will be the thing like hopefully yeah. oh my god yeah i think uh, going forward we've we've got a tentative plan going forward um after this first one mm-hmm. and expansion is definitely part of it yes but you got to start somewhere right so that's why we're starting because this will be one night what was one it night. like six hours I think. um it'll be it's like i'd have to go back and take a look i want to say it was like six to six, ten or six yeah, to twelve something like that there will be two stages going on mm-hmm. um again i want to be careful about what i say what's what's not released already but right. uh yeah there'll be two stages i won't say how many but a number uh, yeah. There's 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 going to be a lot of podcasts, yes. and they'll be kept to where you can you can sample a bunch of different ones. That's so watch great. some different shows. Yeah. Well, and then next yeah. year it's going to be like three days, and there's going to be three hundred podcasts. That's where it's yeah gonna... we're, we're hoping for the expansion <laughs> next year. So oh, if your podcast didn't get selected, right? No, um, next year. Oh, just, just hold out hope. So year, fantastic. We'll, and yeah, hopefully make this thing bigger. So get your ass down there as soon as tickets go for sale. You will see it all over Facebook, yeah. and I will be. Tweeting, retweeting, posting, reposting, sharing, 
across the board, there's so much that's a part of this, and it's going to be an amazing event. And man, I look forward to the future of it too. Thank me too. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like the Facebook page. Yes. So at PDX Pod Festival, that's what we're under on Facebook. There you go. And there, as we make the announcements of what shows mm-hmm. and the lineups and everything else that's going on, we've also got an after party that's happening on site that's included oh. with your ticket. Oh. So. It's just part of it. We roll right from the festival into the after party, and you're all invited. Awesome. If you have a ticket, you're, in, you're a part of it. So it's so going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. So, Mr. Greg, mm-hmm. I know we kind of talked about this, and it's, it's, it's a lighter subject. We don't have, like, a ton of nitty-gritty details to get into. But part of, like, this podcast is talking about the other kind of sideline things we do is as creatives and as actors, mm-hmm. as, as we mm-hmm. – as I – fluff myself to be and as you actually are (laughs) he's the one with the the imdb and the resume if you will so myself i'm still breaking in but portland is a huge i don't know if huge is the word it's a big center for the creative arts there's a ton of stuff going on yeah there's i mean physical art digital art video Mm -hmm. internet like everything is there's a running, lot going on. Here. Yes, and yeah. it's it's running at that mm-hmm. breakneck pace and everything there's new things happening everywhere every day. This is like the 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 bedrock level of the future of entertainment, I say. Because mm-hmm. this is where it's basically the the origin stories of everything that's big and popular right now sounds just like what Portland is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where like things like Rick and Morty came from. Like when you see Justin Roiland's like origin video of the stuff he was doing like in college days and the little skits and yeah. little animations and shit that he was working on, it's like that's what's going on right now. Everybody's yeah. making something. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge market out there. There's you've got the the high level of things like Star Wars that are alleged to be near town, like filming in Oregon and Washington, like getting. That's um, what I heard. It was a rumor. I thought maybe that was a rumor. And yeah. I, I think it did fall through eventually, yeah. but you've had things like Twin Peaks was filmed up and around. Twin Peaks was- I think they were up in Vancouver though, right? Mm, well, they were mostly in northern Washington. Um, okay. I think it's Blaine. I don't want to mess it up. A Twin Peaks fan is going to get really pissed off at me for getting this wrong. What? It's in northern Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, they, were, where the, they filmed a lot of stuff. Some stuff around Bremerton, some yeah. stuff around north of that. What were some of the bigger ones that came through? Because there have been, like, huge productions. There's, like, the HBO one, I think, that was going on out in Oregon City, that, like, uh, high school one. Or was that a, a Netflix? Netflix? That's, that's a Netflix, Netflix one. show. I'm trying to remember what the name of that one is. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a high school-based mm-hmm. show that's going to be coming out, I th- believe, next year. And they filmed the whole season out there. I yeah. know a few people that were working on that. I mean, obviously, for the acting side, it was mostly kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. were hiring. True. Because uh, it, it was a kid-based one. Um, Obviously, Portlandia. Portlandia, the librarians. The librarians. Um, gosh, I mean, there's there's been a lot of stuff that's been yes. filmed here and that's coming out. There is an HBO one that's being filmed. I don't have a whole lot of details on that one. Yeah, no, I've, um, I've seen, like, the things come through because yeah. that's kind of the, the direction of this conversation is I've seen so much of this stuff just through Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So always and forever – as I've looked into acting and voice acting, the existing kind of, I don't know what you call it, the 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 status quo of yeah. getting into acting is uh-huh. you you get out there, you get your training, you make a demo, you get an agent, and then you start making work. Well, none of that stuff has happened for me. Yeah. Like I've gone out, I've I've taken a couple of classes, different trainings, and then I've put together my own little demos, which eh, whatever auditions, mm-hmm. that is like the critical point where I'd always heard and everywhere I'd seen was you got to have an agent to get blah, blah, blah. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these people are posting castings just for general stuff, a lot of extra stuff, mm-hmm. but also casting main roles in probably mostly independent stuff, but mm-hmm. just on Facebook, mm-hmm. on these these groups. And I've literally got paying jobs from just a random posting on Facebook. And it's, it's this crazy thing. Why is nobody talking about this? This, this is where it's at. This is how you actually get started is going out and doing, and not just like, like I talked about a little bit ago, 
making a demo, throwing it out on YouTube or whatever, and just waiting for people to come to you mm-hmm. is absolutely not how this no, works. That's, that's like, not going to do a lot it, for you. It, it um, can. I mean, once yeah, in a while, I take that back. There are people, yeah, that, yeah, that it works for. It's not that it won't um, work, but I mean. I mean, there's different routes for everything. Right. I mean, I can say the route I went was I started with filming um, filming with a buddy who was starting a television show. He had an online channel. And then I got lucky that it got turned into a television show. Mm-hmm. So I was part of that. It was called Empty Noggin. And it was it was great back in the day. Right. Real late night stuff. Um, sketchy comedy. Not sketchy comedy. Sketchy, sketchy comedy. comedy. <laughs> sketch comedy. Some of it might have been it was, Yeah, it was pretty sketchy. But, but yeah. uh, no, it was it was fun. It was just kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we got on Fox and CW for that in, in Ooh, regionally. Yeah. So that lasted for a little while. But then I... Was I mean back then Craigslist was where I would find yeah there you go yeah like did get to a point where there is value to the agent too so I can't oh absolutely I can't discount no that. you can't you can't um, discredit it that's because that's that's the next step for a legitimate career mm-hmm. is you still need an agent because they have the connections they have the contact points that there is still a glass door to yeah the the big stuff like it's it's they yeah, don't cast and, Star Wars from nobodies so right yeah I mean and just even if you're just wanting to do it, you know, and, and make some extra bucks, like commercials, the, mm-hmm. the higher dollar commercial stuff. I mean, that generally goes through an agent and you need somebody. Yes. That's where it's good to have somebody that has your back to understand the contract. And then you don't have to worry about that part. Cause yeah. I, I have an agent um, that I worked through for that stuff. There you go. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's different routes to everything. It is. Yeah. But, and that's, that's always been the nebulous thing for me is you, like if I look at existing voice actors, these are guys that have mm-hmm. been doing it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Right. It's really hard to follow their kind of career path in this yeah. day and age because it is. It's a completely different generation. There's yeah. millions of different routes that didn't exist back then. I mean, the internet alone, yeah. the fact that you can do these things at home right. changed everything. Yeah, and that that is you have a lot more opportunities to to create the product, whether that means it's a quality product, mm-hmm. that's something else, you know, that that comes kind of out of that. Um but there's a lot more ways. There's a lot, a lot of other avenues, I guess, yes. to get in. Yeah, that's that's the biggest lesson of it is there is no right or wrong way. There's a mm-hmm. hundred different paths to take that get you potentially yeah. to the same place. Yeah, there's a lot of dead ends along the way, but there's ways you can improve your chances. Um, yeah, depending on what you do. But yeah, I mean, just recording something on your <laughs> phone and saying, "Oh, here's my voice demo." Yeah, as right. my voice is giving out from allergies. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, recording something <laughs> on your phone and just like posting that up, and it's really crappy audio. That's one thing that I see so much of. That right. Drives me insane. Oh. Take some time and just yeah, get it right and dial it in. But oh. well, that's that would be my recommendation. Right. Just another thing too is like you said with the sketch show. That's something that it's the the do it and move on mentality. It's like. Make something that you're comfortable with, get it out there, and then start the next thing. Don't dwell on it. Don't wait for that to be the thing because that's that's the, the big problem too is like you make that one project, you think it's amazing, and it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Like you have to like be able to move on from that yeah. because yeah, yeah. that's that's what I've seen too is a number of projects like, yeah, they feel great in the moment, but they don't go anywhere and nobody ever sees it. And like yeah. you've done like ads in the past that you've never actually even seen. It's like, yeah, who knows where it went or, but Hey, you got, got paid, paid for it. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's fantastic. That's <laughs> well, that part's not really about art. That's about, uh, I can do it and I get paid for it. Well, that's but, true too. I mean, that's just being honest, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, when you do something creatively, if you try to do it full time, you have to hustle and you have to have your mm-hmm. fingers in a lot of different, I didn't want to say holes. So that <laughs> sounds really weird when I say it that way, but little Dutch you boy. Know, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta, be working constantly. Like yep. I, I work a lot, a lot of hours mm-hmm. at a lot of different things mm-hmm. to make it all work. Yeah. You know, I can say I'm, I make my living off of just being creative, which is awesome. Hell yeah. Um, but it but takes a lot. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 24 <laughs> it hour a, job. Yeah. And it took a lot of time to get to this point. Yeah. And that's, that's an important lesson for everybody too. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's like, don't expect, cause I, well, I mean, it'll happen for people like you'll yeah. get an overnight YouTube star, but I mean, True. what's the percentage of that? Well, you know, what's really, the percentage and what's small. the longevity of it? Yeah. Cause that, that track runs out for all of them at some, at some point. Yeah. Cause even you've got the, the self torpedoes of like PewDiePie right now. Okay. Well, yeah, that but that's just, it's just moron, it so. is. It's so funny though. I, it's, it's another one of those things too, where it, it for m- like my personal tastes, my take on it, it leans towards the Kardashian side where mm-hmm. 
the discernible talent is questionable. Right. Yet somehow it becomes basically a meme and yeah. so many people latch onto it that yeah. everybody thinks and believes there's some kind of substance there. Yeah. But it doesn't take anything to knock it off of the tracks. It takes one or two missteps and it's all vaporized. It's it's crazy to yeah. to think of that aspect of it, but I don't know. It's just being yeah. careful and, and selective well, of what you do. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't be sexist. Don't be racist. And uh, that's that's the, the, the downward spiral for him is it's like twice now that it's been race-related things. Yeah. And it's I, like, well, yeah, eh, it's just, eh. <laughs> yeah. He's from a different part of the world, though, man. So, yeah, no, there's – but No. But to, to – the other thing too is to just not have the presence of mind and to blow the biggest things that he's had. Like it's right when he was on the cusp of starting this big Disney funded project yeah. is when he did some weird Nazi sketch and it's like, uh-huh. guy, like really? Like where were you? What was your headspace at that point? Yeah. But that's that's a completely different tangent. Um <laughs> getting back to like the the local area and getting into stuff um like you talked about the the sketches that you were doing like that is such a big thing on my mind right now is i want to get involved with something like that and start yeah. doing some sketch comedy or like animation stuff locally and work with some people because that is where it starts well there's a big sketch comedy community um here that I know they do a lot out of Curious Comedy Theater. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, there's improv a lot is on there. Whole, yeah, for improv huge. and sketch. Mm-hmm. Improv um, is something I definitely considered, but I, I've drifted away from a little bit mm-hmm. just because I don't like the theater side of it. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's not something I'm really interested in. Like, theater mm-hmm. at all, really. Mm-hmm. Like, even in terms of acting and everything, like, I love the idea of on screen stuff or right. voice acting, but the theater part is just eh. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't. I, mm-hmm. It's not that I don't get it because it's obviously a thing, and it is. I I totally understand and am on board with it, but just not for my personal like goals and tastes. But yeah, so that's like an awkward direction to take because that's a natural starting point mm-hmm. is getting into those improv groups and stuff. But there's one thing that I was talking to Art about was that Open Signal PDX mm-hmm. is a group that he's affiliated with here in town. Yeah, yeah and he's just kind of. He's he, he just got moved over there, right? Yes, he was hired on there yep. a few months ago. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's something like that where it's like a local access TV network, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's that's where that stuff happens. Just like you were talking about, mm-hmm. that's what you had done earlier on, and it's that's where again Justin Roiland, Mister mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, yeah, that it's this crazy again nuclear explosion of popularity. This is stuff he was doing back when he lived literally. What was it? Maybe like 30 minutes from where I did. Okay. Back uh-huh. in California, Central Valley, yeah. middle, of the, middle of bumfudge nowhere. Literally was watching a video of his the other day about like where he started, what he was doing. Uh-huh. Said the exact same thing. I was in the Central Valley, California, where there's absolutely nothing going on. And it's like, oh my God, he's me. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like this, this creative energy that you have that you can't take anywhere or do anything with. And I took the step of just getting the hell out. Yeah. He ended up working on um, projects in college with a bunch of other guys, like-minded, mm-hmm. and they made stupid little animations, stupid little video skits, did all the usual stuff, but that's what I'm missing. Like, that's yeah. that's the step that I didn't get to, to jump into, and, oh, it's so frustrating now because I had – like I had a buddy that was in a film class at the, the local junior college, and we did some things, but God, I wish I would have been able to like stick with that or like get into that group and do those things because now here I am like 10 plus years later, right. like finally getting into it. And it's like, oh, that's like such a, an, an advantage that I would have had. If- yeah, but you can't worry about that too <laughs> no, much because, I mean, you just got to gotta go with where you're at. Right. That's the only way to do it. Um, well, and now there's so much more potential you know, for it too yeah. because there's a million different things going on all the time. Yeah, We're down there. Exactly. There's like a dozen throughout yeah. the course of a year. So yeah, <laughs> it's a lot easier to get out and get involved. And that's that's kind of the thing that I've learned is just doing that, getting out, being active, uh-huh. making it happen. That's the only way to kind of control your fate in, yeah. in that regard is is just getting out and doing it. Because, like I said, the waiting game does nothing. It doesn't yeah. work. I've, I've put out plenty of demos and never got anything back. I've got like my – what should we call it? Kind of like sample recordings in a, a reel 
on my website that I've directed people to. And that's kind of worked. So if I see like an open audition, if they don't have a specific need for, or they're not asking for here, read these lines, Uh here's the character description. If they don't have that and they just want to hear what you've done, that's actually worked for me. Yeah. So having a reel Mm -hmm. out there, but that's the thing. It's, it's finished, fully produced, like Mm -hmm. finished product. So it's not a demo that I slapped together. And that was the other sketchy thing too, with the VO stuff is everybody says you need a demo. Mm-hmm. If you go to a professional studio to record a demo, it's like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's very expensive. What? Like, I don't know. I I have yet to make a hundred dollars off of my voiceover stuff. So, tell me how that makes sense as a as a person starting out to go and spend nine hundred dollars on a demo that may well, or may not ever get you anything. Spending that money on good equipment. Yes. Good equipment, maybe yourself. some training, a class or two to see yeah. where you're at because that's a big thing too is don't live in a bottle. You mm. can't just hear yourself and think I'm amazing and don't take your family's word for it because they're liars. They, will, they, they won't tell you the, the cold hard truth yeah. of any of it. And it's that was another thing is feedback is impossible yeah. to get. That is the hardest thing in any of this. Yeah. I mean, you have to have somebody that you really trust, to be mm-hmm. honest, to get feedback. I mean, also, I've had a lot of emails over the years from people uh, asking me advice or, like, old friends that will contact me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's a few I'm thinking of really specifically. Yeah. They're uh, <laughs> like, hey, I'm funny. I want to do voiceovers. Oh, so like, tell me what to do. Like, well, <laughs> Tell me what to do. You know, it's not really that easy. It's like, hey, I've spent a lot of time figuring yes. this stuff out. They just wake up you know, one day. Yeah. You know, you just want me to give you a guideline of what what exactly to do. And there mm-hmm. really isn't necessarily a direct guideline. It's like I said, there's many different paths to get to that yeah. goal. And a lot of it is, you know, luck sometimes. Yep. Uh, who you know, meet people, meet everybody. Thank you. You know, that's, that's networking. 100%. Yep. Networking is so important mm-hmm. when you're doing something creative because you never know who it is you're going to meet or talk right. to or what they're doing. Or no. Maybe they're a money person. Maybe well, they're somebody yeah. who has a connection. Maybe they – maybe know, I mean, I've gotten a lot of gigs just out of connections. Yeah, and maybe this current project isn't the big thing. Maybe down the road they'll end up involved with something else and you, you've got somebody on your side at that point, hopefully. Be nice to people and meet mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yes, yeah. definitely. You never know Get who out. you're talking to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another big topic – that we've worked on was your gaming addiction mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so a while back I made my contribution to the cause of yes. your delinquency <laughs> loaned you a couple of games. You've had some time now um, to dive into at least one of them, because like you said, now you are a completionist. Yeah. You have to yeah. finish the game. So you're, you're, you keep your generally speaking generally. Okay. There's also, there's exceptions exception to that rule. Yeah. Cause uh, Go ahead. Well, yeah, you loan me two. You loan mm-hmm. me uh, L.A. Noir. Yep. These are both games I've never played, and Fallout Three, uh, New Vegas, four, New Vegas, yep. which is okay in between three and a half. Fallout Three and a half. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. Yes, and Fallout New Vegas. Now I've heard of that one a lot, and mm-hmm. I want to play that one. But the problem is, I put in L.A. Noir first. Yes, and I've talked about my video game addiction. Like I try <laughs> to control because for years, I years and years, I didn't play video games. Mm-hmm. Like fifteen years, I wouldn't touch them. Um, except for maybe like a mobile game. Oh, my God. And because I know once I start playing, I just get really into it. Mm-hmm. And I got to keep playing it. Right. And and I love video games, especially yes. with newer systems. I also oh, haven't yeah. owned a system since my original Nintendo. I've just played on other people's. <laughs> until now, I have a PS3 mm-hmm. that an old roommate left me. So I've got this thing now, and he left some of his games. Yep. Played through those. You gave me these. Uh-huh. And I popped in L.A. Noir. And I have been playing. I mean, this has been a while now that you yeah. own this to me. Yep. So this I is... sparingly play. Yeah. You know, on the weekend, maybe I'll play like an hour or something. So oh, it's like, wow. Really? I, I keep it. That's self-control. Well, that is... the problem is, as I said earlier, I work a lot. Yes. So it's like if I play it, I don't get paid. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where <laughs> that was my balance. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier now, but I guess not to play being self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get paid if I'm right. If I'm not well, see, that's where I, I made up the perfect excuse of starting a video games podcast. So if yeah, I'm, if I'm exactly. playing, it's an investment in it's, it's content now. Very smart. That is a <laughs> smart way to go about it. Damn it. So I've been playing it and I, I got to say, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite game that I've ever played. I've yeah. got a couple of things in it that I wish there was more um, open world missions that yes. you had. Mm-hmm. That part gets a little old and you can't interact with people no as much it's it's very strict yeah in how it tells the story and pushes yeah. you through 
But the story itself is great. Yes. And just the fact that they used all those actors and then rendered them as... Because you, you'll, I'll go into a scene and I'm like, holy crap, that's... Uh, that's the girl from Undeclared. Yes. Like, that's that's her. I can yes. tell that's her. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can hear their voice too, but I mean, even they no, look alike. In in that game, they did this crazy face scanning. Like, basically they videotaped, video recorded everybody's parts. And these are all and actors that you will see. Real in the actors, yeah. yes. Real like, actors. Even the, the main guy, the main couple of guys are very yeah. recognizable. Yeah. The one that jumped out at me was the... Um, the redheaded guy that was the little special kid in the burbs. What? He pops up at one point in one of the missions and oh, a couple, wow. actually, I think he's like a recurring character. And it's like, Holy crap. That guy looks so familiar because they actually have their real face in the game. That's it's not just crazy. like a, a, a weird, like amalgamation or whatever. No, or, it's literally their face. They, yeah. Like I said, they they filmed everybody doing their little parts. Like when you get into the interrogations that uh-huh. you do, yeah, when you can see them up close, yeah, right. It's it's their face on this body, and it, it's kind of like an uncanny uncanny valley thing because their body is still really like computer generated, but right. their face kind of looks face, and you have their voice. Yes, so it's, it's their facial mannerisms and such an amazing um, thing. Who's the one I was going to point out? Oh, yeah, John Noble, who I wouldn't mm-hmm. know by name, but if you watched Fringe, he was Walter. So there you go. Walter from Fringe. Once he came up, I'm like, holy crap, yeah. it's Walter. Exactly. Like, it's awesome. It's crazy. It's, it's really cool in that mm-hmm. aspect. So I'm still playing it. Um, I'm through to the point now. Is this a spoiler? Can I say? I mean, the game's yes. The game's really old. But I play old I mean, it games. Is, it is coming out again. So, yeah, it, it might be. We could we could try to tame it down a little bit. Well, he's gone through a couple of different jobs at this point. Mm-hmm. I think I'm towards the last job. Okay. Like a title. Like his oh, job yeah. Title. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've still got a lot of stuff left to do, mm-hmm. but uh, that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. I okay. Without, without spoiling it too much. Yeah. I'm still going to play it. I think I'm going to complete it. Yeah. I did think about dropping it just because I really want to play Fallout. Fallout. Mm-hmm. But then I also know I'm going to get sucked into Fallout. So oh, well it's so much this. worse. Yes. Because before this one, the one that I was going to say, the exception to the rule for, com- for, for completing things mm-hmm. is uh, Mass Effect 3. Right. Which <laughs> I bought it, you know, for $5, I think, at Game Exchange or nice. something like that. Yeah. And I played it. I'm almost done with that, but I finally oh, wow. got so frustrated with it. I just, I almost rage, I, I almost rage quit it a few times. Oh my God. I was just so frustrated with yeah. it. Yeah. And I did keep playing. I'm through to what I think are the final battles. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I tried it like, I don't know, 20 times to pass this level. And oh finally, my I'm like, God. Nah, screw it. I don't care anymore. That's, and that's I, bad. And I rage quit. Yeah. I, no, and I haven't gone back. I have not gone back to it. No. And if you're anything like me, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> that's I just one. don't care. I, I didn't care enough about the – I mean, there, there's certain aspects to Mass Effect that were really cool. And I haven't played mm-hmm. the previous ones. Yeah. Um, I do like – I like a lot of aspects of it as far as like yeah. the politics of different alien species and yeah. all that stuff. It's just the some of the actual gameplay is just real frustrating. Yes. That it's one – so intuitive. For, after playing two, two was a lot more. Um, I don't know if you remember Knights of the Old Republic. I never played that. So I don't know if it's really a good comparison either, but it's it's along those lines where the combat was a lot slower in mm-hmm. two, where three, they made it. They tried to really just turn into Gears of War or something Yeah, where it's all about running, gunning, taking cover. And mm-hmm. the second one was more strategy, more RPG elements. Like okay. they're, they're a heavier influence and even more so in the first one, I think. But the first one was kind of broken, so no, yeah. not even worth mentioning. But the second one was kind of the pinnacle of the series. Three, they, they tried to streamline it, make it faster, make it more fun. That's mm-hmm. where the real EA tendrils started digging in yeah. that – we, we need to make this a mainstream game regardless of if it's good. So they uh, got in and that's where like a lot of the disconnects are in that game. It's it's trying to be a lot of different things. Uh-huh. But I too quit after getting super frustrated because I was playing through on a mission and I'm pretty sure I was on the hard difficulty setting. And it's like everything was fine. Everything yeah. was like a decent challenge. It was fun. It was It was a little bit of a grind, but it wasn't too unbearable. Get to one spot and there was like this Ed 209 mech type thing run around and it was just ridiculous and it was broken too because it kept doing that that stupid game ass game thing where they could see you through walls and whatnot oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. it's like no matter where i went or tried to hide they knew i was there 
Yeah. So it's like it, it's just broken, basically, and yeah. not fun and not enjoyable. And even then, dialing it down in the difficulty made it too easy. Yeah. So it's like there's no balance to that either. And yeah, it was. It's one of those games where the difficulty is just the stupid thing of you do less damage, they have more hit points, and they hurt you more. That's th- yeah. that's more difficult somehow. Like just so so lame, so frustrating and forgettable because I don't remember anything about that game or what yeah. was going on. And kind of Mass Effect 2 and I don't know, in a way all games like yeah. <laughs> they all kind of come right. and go and blend together, but yeah, ugh, just it's sad. And that is like that's the one that pissed everybody off because the ending was such a letdown. But at this point, you're going to pl- be playing like the updated ending. So if you ever got there, but you didn't, like For you Mass said, Effect three. I yes. was I was really close to the ending. I yeah. I may have even been on the final level, jeez, or, or close to it. I don't yeah. think there was a whole lot left. But it just ugh, frustrated yeah. me. Like that's, you, that you go sucks. through this whole thing, and then you'd be like, oh, we're just going to throw a couple more of these same exact mm-hmm. ridiculously hard characters, and they just keep throwing the same things over and over. It's like, well, give me yeah. a boss or something, right? Or, no, you that's... know, not the same ones. Oh, they came again. Oh, right, and it's now the sirens. Whoa. It's... So, ah. remember, Sorry, in, frustrated me. remember <laughs> in, in level eight when you play, you had that one boss. Well, now here's two of them, and, Exi- and then, then that's it. Yeah. yeah, and then they just like keep spawning new ones and mm-hmm. new ones and new ones. Like, give me at least a different right, you know, monster or something. Right. Even just reskin it, make it look different. Come yeah, on, try something. try something. <laughs> it's the same thing. That was something that um, Destiny ended up doing too. Is you would go to fight bosses, and they were literally just bigger versions of other yeah. bosses. <laughs> yeah, stupid stuff like that. Just I don't know. It's not it's not lazy game design, but it kind of is. Because yeah, they 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 mix it up, but at the same time, come on. Like, yeah. Um, with L.A. Noir, one thing to mention is, like I said, not to spoil it too much because they have a remaster coming, and that mm. I'll probably try to play through. This time, I'm going to stick strictly just to the main storyline and get through it because it's like a, a twenty to thirty hour burn if you just go straight through oh, the yeah, main storyline. Yeah. So that's and it's that's pretty self guided. That story yes, line. it right. runs you straight through it, but it's like don't get distracted by the sideline stuff because it's and skip it's the not driving and skip yeah, all that. yeah right because it's not like Grand Theft Auto. It's not. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> and that part's a little frustrating because yeah, yes. they, they visually it's a really cool world. I yeah, mean, it's, and in case you don't know, what is it? Nineteen forties. Yeah, like L.A. Fifties L.A. Because it's oh, after yeah, World yeah, War Two. World War Two. Yeah, yeah. it kind of takes you through some different years there, mm-hmm. but it's really cool how they've got it set up. Yeah. Um, but you can't really interact with anything. No, there's like nothing to do outside yeah. of the main storyline except for go and sightsee, I guess. Yeah. But no, it's, it's definitely worth finishing. The one thing that I wanted to bring up was the, the conversation trees. I'm not sure if you've, you've, you had to have picked up on it by playing it, but there was a, a thing that I read like an interview that at some point during the development, they changed how those conversation, conversation trees were set up in the game. So when you get into an interrogation, you ask a question, you get a response, and then it gives you like four prompts. Mm-hmm. They're basically a compass of like a, a positive reaction, negative reaction, something else, and then like a push. So the idea is you respond to how the person you're interrogating is reacting. Yeah. Like if they're looking shifty, they're yeah, yeah, trying to tell if you're lying, you could call them out on it, or you could try to like lead them on, or you could just get like kind of pushy with them. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> at some point, they changed that last, the push dynamic. And it went from like he would get like kind of intense to uh-huh. to say like I know you're lying to me stop oh. lying to me to where sometimes you hit it and he's like stop goddamn lying to me go yeah. on you want like yes whoa I hundred like, percent noticed that okay. yeah where he just freaks out <laughs> yeah. on some woman I'm like geez that's way more aggressive than I thought yeah. thought we were gonna be it's, like I'm not sure if that's the truth uh-huh. anymore yeah are you sure you're telling me everything <sighs> yeah to I'm gonna block you up for years because yeah. of this and you're gonna yeah that is true. It's real aggressive. So, that's one of the things that I hope that they tried to go back and like, like dial retool. that back a little bit. Yeah, because even like the actors and people that developed it said like, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of weird, but it's they changed it at such a late point yeah. in the game that they had stuff recorded, they recorded new stuff, and they just couldn't. Yeah, break yeah. It. So, that was something that it was so frustrating to me because you get involved in it. You really that's a game you really get into yeah. and get invested in. And when you hit a button and it doesn't say or follow what you're thinking, right? It's super frustrating because it's like, man, I I didn't want to freak out on her like that. Right. Now it's probably like tainted the story. Yeah, that it's completely it's, ruined. Yeah, it. it's gone in a different direction completely. So <laughs> I want to know if you picked up on that too. I did. That was yeah. one of the first things. Wow, he's mad. <laughs> What a dick. What the <laughs> hell? Oh, crazy. Um, 
in terms of Rockstar games now too, and especially re-releases and whatnot, we've actually got a sequel. Red Dead Redemption yes, 2. Red Dead finally, Redemption 2. They finally revealed the trailer. They're finally admitting that it is in development and it's obviously been for years because it looks done. Like yeah. it looks ready it looks to go. Amazing. Oh I am my God. really excited about it. Yes. It's gonna be just like the last one. It's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing and fun. And I don't know, the only like little trepidation I have is the graphics were it's something I saw called out and once I saw that I, I picked up on it too. It's got this tiny little pinch of cartooniness to it. Yeah. Where visually it's it like the last one was super gritty and realistic and sharp. This one is like a tiny little bit softer. There's it's yeah. it was weird. And I don't know if it's just a preliminary thing. It's I mean the game still got yeah. like six months until it releases. I think they said like spring or summer of they next year or so. Get something out to tease that it's, cut, yes, it's finally coming. Right. That's what I'm hoping is I mean it's they've got that little bit to to dial in, but Definitely looking forward to that one. I mean, there's so much coming this year. This is that horrible time of the year, too, where a million games are going to come out. So prepare yeah. to be broke, like I said, but it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, between Red Dead Redemption 2 and then there's Far Cry 5, which is coming out. That's right. Far All Cry that, 5 is, oh, is I next forgot year. About that. It's yes. early next year, I think, is the release date. And that, and that one is going I to be amazing. Far Cry 4. So, <laughs> as, I mean, I think I may finally have to actually purchase a gaming system of my own. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's PS4 is probably what I'm going to go with. Well, I mean, a slim is what is it even $300 anymore? I don't know. And I mean, God, if you get a used one, you're probably like two to two fifty. I'll probably so. go with a used one. Yeah, and then I'll wait till somebody's tired of the game and then buy the game off of them for used as well. Yes, because uh, I have patience. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing what La Noir came out in 2011 uh-huh. or something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But I really want to play these two games. Also, uh, that's the other one. Uh, sh- not Shadow of Mordor, but the new one. Yeah. Um, Shadow War. of War. Shadow of War. Yeah. Yes. That, that one looks amazing. <laughs> that was one of, I forgot to bring up because um, you were you were a huge fan of Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. It was fun. It was amazing. It was a great game. I, I got kind of run down by it because it felt a little too Assassin's Creed and a little too like repetitive after a while. Yeah. But looking forward to the new one to see how they kind of mix it up and make it a little bit more dynamic because I'm sure but at this point it's going to be a lot more fun to play through too. Oh, yeah. But that was really thrown off by one of the commercials they had for it. So they're showing it's like a pre-rendered trailer. And the first one that I saw had like a weird rap song on it. Oh, that's weird. It's a, yeah, it's like, um, who is this for? Like, <laughs> like this, this has nothing to do with anything. Lord of the Rings. This, this does not scream Tolkien. Like, yeah, very odd where now it's still a little weird and it's kind of a, a, a rip off kind of like a, heavily trodden path, but they put like a slowed down dramatic um, version of zombies, the or zombie, the cranberry song. Oh yeah. With your guns and your bombs in Still your head. Still doesn't really seem your head. So, like it matches. It, it does and doesn't. At least it's about war now. Yeah. But it's such a, a ripoff because that was years ago. There was the Gears of War ad that had the mad world. Yeah. That was like slowed down and all dramatic. And that's like such a thing now. Every yeah. serious game oh, yeah. Yeah, you has slow like, down oh, a regular song. Let's let's get that that one hit song and slow it down and we'll have like a little kid sing it and make it all uh-huh. creepy. Like, oh, mm-hmm. just stop already. Come on. Just give me some strings. Like, especially with that one, why can't we pull like something Lord of the Rings sounding and throw yeah, it in there? Like think. oh boy. <laughs> Even something from The Hobbit. I'm sure that would cost less because you know, you know how those ended up. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, speaking on the PS4 itself, that's one thing that has been gathering a little bit of dust lately in my house because I built my gaming PC recently. Uh-huh. So I finally got a handful of games to try out on it and I made my first purchase of Project Cars 2, which came out. It's a big okay. sim racing game and it's been fine for me. I haven't had many yeah. problems. There's there's some Building issues. It like yourself. it's Yeah, it's, it's definitely like definitely a little glitchy. There's things here and there there's cars that don't drive the way they should really like they just slide out on every corner for no apparent reason and it's it's a proven thing i got online looked up a forum and just the bitch fest that that thing's turned into of people complaining but the ps4 version and the xbox version are consistently broken 
Yeah. It's very weird. That's really strange. Yes. And it's such a sad thing because the game has immense potential. Too, too complex for a PS4 to handle? or A lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that, it's it's something that, that pushes consoles in a million different directions that they aren't necessarily capable of doing. So uh-huh. there's a lot of sacrifices that are made and now a lot of bugs that come as a as a yeah. kind of casualty of all that. So it I got the PC version I purchased and then I've got a copy from Gamefly okay. for the PS4. So I could do like a little side-by-side, you know, see how mm-hmm. things stack up. See how they work. First disc I got... Wouldn't load. Like, it installed the game, got to, it would load up the first couple of, like, flash splash screens. Uh-huh. As soon as it would try to hit the title screen, aired out. Oh, really? And it would kick me out. Same thing happened with a, a previous racing game that I tried to get. So I don't know if my, really, my PS4 is just getting old and tired. Yeah, just not being able to handle it, or whether it's something to do with the games themselves. Yeah, because I, mean, I send them back to Gamefly, get the same game again, because you can report that there's an issue with the disc yeah. or the boot, whatever. Get the next one, works fine. Huh. So really, like, where is the issue? But that's that's a bad start for a game that's yeah. said to have a lot of glitches. Now, imagine being the guy that bought a fresh retail copy of it Jam home, throw it in, and that happens. Like, what do you even do? Because be frustrating. Yeah, but I I know that like places are weird about software. Like yeah. when you buy a game, you can't return it unless it's sealed in the package. But I think that's just for like cash money. I think if you want to exchange it and say that it's not working, I think you could still get Maybe away with that. It. Yeah, but I remember too now talking about it. Grand Theft Auto four or five had a horrible launch because of stuff oh, like really? that. A bunch yeah. of issues that, that like, popped up on it. They had like a, a shitload of bad discs that went out and were literally unreadable. Oh, yeah. That's... And like a full retail launch that, God, wow. how frustrating would that be? Uh, and just the thing that was crazy was how many. Because it wasn't just like an isolated thing. There was tens of thousands of these that went out. <laughs> it's like, that's a disaster. But it it brought up this this topic Project Cars has that you cannot do this in any other market, any other kind of like retail item. This would be unacceptable to release something that, oh, it we can work. fix it with patches. We can fix it. It's like, no, you should have kept it and made sure the shit wasn't an issue before you launched it. Like imagine buying a car is one of the analogies I saw. Yeah. And the guy saying it's, it doesn't have a steering wheel or windows, right. but they're coming. So you, you, give yeah. us a couple of weeks. We'll get... That that doesn't work. Like the thing about the software industry, I mean, they get away with it all the time. Right. Think about how many phones or OS systems, yeah. you know, operating systems that come out and it's constant patches, and they find these loopholes, and right. oh, you can hack that. And it's so yeah. weird that it's acceptable in this mm-hmm. industry where it would not work in anything else. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's that's a crazy analogy, and it's so true that, I mean, especially people that like pre-order it and have and had it pre-ordered for months now. Right. And a game comes out, and it's just. Yeah. Basically broken and unplayable for a lot of Yeah. And that's the thing. It's still playable in a lot of aspects, but there's uh-huh. certain things like online multiplayer is almost completely broken. And it's like that's what the majority of the people that buy sim racing games do. They go on and they want to race other human beings. Yeah. When you can't, I mean, it's a coaster. They're completely broken, completely sad, completely weird for a company that if this is the other thing is pathetic. A lot of the same glitches from the first game's launch. Yeah. Like That'll still be happening. What did we do? I don't know. <laughs> Things just people will keep paying for it. So. Yeah, like me, <clears throat> suckers. This. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I've had plenty of fun with it. But then, yeah, seeing the the difference between the two, like with the with the PC, you've got all the list of settings to turn on and off, and basically scale up and down all the mm-hmm. different aspects, like the the textures on the cars, the quality of the car models, the quality of trackside objects that you can dial up and down mm-hmm. depending on your computer's performance. So. If you want to max it out and run everything in Ultra, you need, like, a crazy high-horsepower video card to do it. Right. Well, if you're running with something lower end like mine that's, like, three tiers below the top tier. Yeah. Like, you can dial a couple of things down and still hit 60 frames all day, which is perfect, which is what I wanted, what I right. set out for. Well, with the PS4, there's no such option. The developer has to do that in-house on their own to figure out what can make the game work best, but that's too whatever standards they're working against. Yeah. What's happened with this one now is like still frames can look beautiful, but it starts running and it will literally do this thing where you're going through a corner 
the image will freeze, uh-huh. but the game keeps going. So all of a sudden, That's it snaps back to life, and you're like into a wall or through the corner, and just basically time warped. Like like See, you got. This is, this is why I play games that are six years old. Yes, I don't have to deal with this. You get all you the patches. The it's yeah. great. It's <laughs> a lot of times it is better to be a late adopter. Yeah, but. It's it, that's something too, like with music that I always loved, is it's cool to get into a band before nobody knows about them, but now you're waiting for years in between oh, albums. Yeah. But it's like imagine finding out about Tool today, <laughs> having never heard them, and like, oh yeah, here's this Lateralis album, or here's this Ten Thousand Days. Man, this is cool. Oh, by the way, there's like four other albums and all this <laughs> other shit. It's like, oh my god, like <laughs> I love that, and that's. That's where you're at now with like yeah. your PS3. Oh, oh yeah, seriously. It's so great. But yeah, it's it is sad. It's it's bittersweet that I have nothing to do on my PS4 really anymore. <laughs> like I'm just waiting for a couple more games and then I I just don't know. Like it's so weird. Such a weird place to be. The last thing that we'll hit on big another big reveal. This is this is a podcast of just like huge huge news, huge man. Huge reveals. This Star Wars trailer finally hit for episode, what are we, eight now? This will be... Eight. Yeah, episode eight. It's pretty spoilerific, I think, but... I don't know. I think they're doing that typical misleading Uh, thing where... I mean, if you really watch it the way the cuts are, Mm -hmm. there's a lot that could be different on what's going on. They're leading you one way, and it could just be a big smokescreen. It is, and I'm really hoping for that. I mean, the whole thing with Kylo and Rey looks like they're talking together... They may not even be in the same scene. Right. That could just be a whole cut. Yes. You know? And that, that was something that my wife and I noticed recently. They're the Thor Ragnarok trailers. Mm-hmm. There's this shot of the, I don't know her name, the goddess of death that he's fighting against, the big uh, like yeah. nemesis of the thing. Name of the, I mean, it's Kate Blanchett, but. Uh, right. So there's this shot where Thor throws Mjolnir at her and she catches it like with one hand, right? Mm-hmm. That scene has recently changed in the trailer. Mm. Originally, they were like inside, like it looked like they were in Asgard or something. Where now the new trailer shows they're out in a fucking grassy field. Yeah, they're in a like, field. Uh-huh. What? Like, out, I, I I don't know. Like I don't think I'm that crazy for noticing it, but it, it was really weird that why mm. out of nowhere you've you've changed this and it's it's kind of drastic if you're watching for it. But little weird things like that that I don't know. We'll we'll see plenty of that. I'm sure with these trailers. I mean, this yeah. is. God, we're getting close though. It's only like two months away. It's like December something, the fifteenth. I think Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ooh, getting yeah, the I'm getting the goose pimples. It. I'm excited about it. There's so much in there. Like the things that excited me, the gorilla walkers, mm-hmm. where it's like they're the ATATs, but they have like this curled fist mm-hmm. front paw now. Like neat little things <laughs> like that. Pretty awesome. They're doing a really good job of advancing the technology yeah. while still tr- staying true to the originals because. That was the thing that the prequels really shit the bet on is they went back and said, oh, we can make all these new fighters and stuff. Why right. do they look so much more advanced and sexy than the stuff that happened 30 years later? Like right. <laughs> everybody went back to the Stone Age basically like yeah. in their mind. Yeah. So weird. Um, but man, Finn, he's got the the traitor Stormtrooper zap stick that he's fighting. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It just looks amazing. It, it does. It looks amazing. Everything. One thing that I'm thinking, though, too, is, like, this definitely starts leaning towards <coughs> Ray and Kylo being brother and sister. Maybe. Because that's the thing from the extended universe that was dumped. Yeah, but they dumped that, and they, they also had Ray and Leia interacted mm-hmm. at the end of episode and Han. seven. Yeah, I guess in Han, too, yeah. And well, nobody yeah, really said anything about too. it. But um, is that going to be the big sneaky rigi? I don't think so. Cause it, it, I don't f- think that's going to be it. It fits with the EU thing, though. That, but, they, but they said they dropped all that. Like, that that's not part of it anymore. They said. I mean, yeah. So, but I think I, if they do, if they go back on that, mm-hmm. then I think I feel like once they made that concrete decision, they have to stick with that decision just from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Because then when you go back and start mining this, just for the for the nerd dumb, it's going to open up all <laughs> these doors. Um, well, at least they didn't kiss each other, so yeah, you got that, that. Going for you. That's true. <laughs> this isn't a, I don't a Luke think and Leia brother thing. and sister. I think they're maybe they were in the same class mm-hmm. of like the younglings or something, and Ray just doesn't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But well, who knows? You well, know, that's who knows the thing. I'm, this this will be. I'm not going to put money on it, but this this will be the wager. Evil. 
Well, I yeah. think Ray could be the one that's she's the, the one dark that's the actual side. Sith, and yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the trailer, the trailer definitely shows some some crazy cool stuff with Luke being scared outright uh-huh. by her power. Basically, yeah. is what they make it look like, and saying like, "I was not scared enough the last time I saw this much raw power." Yeah, so, but that's the thing that ties the two together for me. Because when he says that, it's like, I haven't seen this, you're assuming, since Kylo. Yeah, like Kylo was the last time. right at that level? That's where I come back to the twin scenario that, well, of course, because they're cut from the same cloth, basically. <sighs> I so, think that'd be a cop-out if they did it. Yeah. But, but so, it could be. So it was Khan be. in Star Trek. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've, you've, sometimes you can fall back on your laurels. I mean, yeah. I, and I will appreciate it if they do, because it's... It's a nice way – it's a nice kind of like switchback because like you said, they said we've disavowed all that stuff. We've dumped it all away. Oh, sneaky sneak. Here it is again. You know, we told you yeah. that and all a switcheroo. So I, I don't know. I, I look forward to it either way. Maybe. It's, it's, either way, yeah. I, at I least we're finally going to get some answers. Exactly. Oh, it's been a long dang time. And then we've got Han Solo coming eventually. <coughs> Battlefront 2. Hello. Yeah. Oh, there's, that's reason enough to get a PS4 right there. That's yeah. that's one that I still have to decide if I'm going to get for PC or um, console. Which one? Yeah, because I know it's going to run great on either side, but I'm thinking more just in terms of like hard drive space. Really, now is a concern. Yeah. Like, I know I had Battlefield One on my PC and I had to uninstall it because it was such a pig. It was like 100 gigabytes of my mm. 250 gigabyte SSD. Like, oh yeah, I can literally have Windows in that game. Like, right, and that's no, it. <laughs> this does not work for me actually. <laughs> So I I don't know. We'll we'll see where that lands, but all in all, once again, Greg, thank you so much Absolutely. for making time. Yeah. We will get another update eventually once you finish LA Noir yeah. and once you get into once Fallout. Once you get on to Fallout. Oh my god. That's that's one that's going to be hard being a completionist. Like good yeah. luck. Yeah. Because I've heard that it's a rough one. Yes, all the Fallout games are terrible for trying to stick to any one narrative. Yeah. Because you get pulled in so many different directions. Every quest you take opens up five more. So it's good luck. That's all I can say. <laughs> I still haven't finished it. I got, just like with Fallout 4, I did the same thing. You get to this impasse at the end where you've got the four or five different directions you can go. Uh-huh. And I don't want to commit to any of them. Right. Because they're all just that little bit dirty that they all, like, anyone you choose affects everybody else negatively, okay. basically. And it's oh, it's so frustrating. But... One of the things I did do is I got high enough level that I could just walk up to Caesar. There's like a, a cult of Caesar, basically, like a new Roman Empire that's in Fallout New Vegas. Okay. They're one of like the big clans. I got to a high enough level and scored a meeting with them, and I just shot him in the face. And it was <laughs> it was so awesome and rewarding. And then I had to fight my way out because everybody lost their damn minds after that, of course. But <laughs> that's one of those great things about Fallout games is yeah. you can you can take that do whatever path. you yeah, want you yeah. do whatever you want I like that idea you shoot him in the face with the fat man and just run the hell out of there so <laughs> <laughs> or you can work for him or you could like figure out other ways to you know connive your way through it but yeah that was that was uh, very satisfying I so I can't wait to hear you play through that one but <laughs> until then look forward to more of our podcast festival as we get Absolutely. closer lots more announcements to come um yeah there's like, a lot going on with it pretty oh much constant that I'm, right yeah uh, things are happening yep. so it's it's gonna be i think a, oh. a pretty fun deal so it's gonna be to fun it's gonna be there. epic and yes everybody everybody is required to be there this isn't an option <laughs> especially if we know you personally how dare you if, if you miss this <laughs> well, you're just, you're, you're, you're out you're of my not, life you're not doing yourself a favor <laughs> right this. You're oh my out. god don't miss out don't miss out <laughs> And then for Greg himself and Fun Employment Radio, you can go to funemploymentradio.com yep. to find their podcast. All the other podcasts are linked on there. Yep. Um, on Facebook, make sure to follow them. Make sure to follow the Portland um, Podcast Festival Facebook to get all the updates on that. Absolutely. Twitter, Instagram, all these things. And once again, Greg, thank you very much Absolutely. for making thank time. You. Thanks for coming down. And I will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Sounds good.